had all these tabs and, um, you know, it had, yeah, what time the bridal party needed to be there, what time drinks would be available for guests on arrival, then what time, yeah, I'd walk down the aisle and then in the, in the corresponding columns it would have okay what song would play when I'd walk down the aisle and then whose responsibility that was. Well we're really looking forward to um, interviewing you today so we might just kick off with our first question if you could just tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I am. I work in television. I've worked in journalism for like ten years now in in TV. Um, so I'm currently most of my work I do for Channel Seven and yeah, hosting um, the Paralympics is a real highlight for me. And mostly work in sport. And then I'm a mum to a five month old baby Jack and obviously married which is why we're talking on this podcast (laughs) my husband um when did we get married gosh 2019 so two years actually gave birth a day after our wedding anniversary so I was in labor on our wedding anniversary um in March which is yeah lots of fun highly recommended (laughs) (laughs) so you are a mum to Jack um, yeah. A TV presenter, that must be so exciting um, to be able to be on air for the Paralympics. How um, are you having to go over <laughs> or how does it how does it work for you? Yeah, so I was planning on um, going to Tokyo for the Olympics and the Paralympics before mm-hmm. COVID and lockdowns and falling pregnant and when they were in 2020. Um, but obviously everything changed. So Look, first and foremost, obviously, family and just the time that you would have to spend in lockdown and, you know, falling pregnant um, and having a baby was priority once that was all happening. So um, I didn't work on the Olympics. I got to sit home and watch it, which was amazing and just loved it. And it, it's got me so excited um, for the Paralympics, which is just going to be unreal. I don't know whether it's it's going to be already have been on air or it's on air now, um, depending on on when this chat comes out. But it's just unreal. I first worked on that in 2016, Rio Paralympics. And these athletes, um, as athletes, they're incredible. But as humans, they're even more um, inspiring. So it's pretty awesome. I think it's exactly what the world needs right now. It's what we all need. It's, mm. it's the content we all need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think it is it's a bit about perspective isn't it and yeah. give somebody people to look things to look forward to and be inspired about and you know I think it's so easy for us all to get stuck in our bubble which you know what and yeah. justifiably everyone's bubble is really tough right now all for different reasons yeah. so you can understand why people get a bit flat definitely something that um yeah I know that when the Olympics stopped. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, so very funny, much right? Like, I think even this morning when I obviously knew this chat was, and I was really flat after just everything that's been going on. And mm. for a second, I was like, oh, I feel so trivial talking about weddings right now. Yeah. But then I had just because, like, you know what? No, actually, it will actually set up my day to be a bit more happy, joyful, positive. And so I think. Sometimes we get a little bit scared to talk about happy things and to feel joy when there's a lot of trauma going on in the world. But I actually think we really need 
need that more than ever. So I think we need to allow ourselves to get excited about getting married and get excited about a wedding. Yes, it can be materialistic and it does seem a little bit trivial in the whole scheme of things, but it's really important to celebrate relationships and marriage and family more than ever. I don't recommend throwing an engagement party um, while there's a COVID lockdown, oh. but <laughs> but I think it's really important that brides especially um, just that we celebrate things. And so it's okay to get excited and talk about all the details you want in your wedding and all that stuff because yes. you need an escape. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, let's get stuck into us. Let us know how you met your partner. Oh, yes. We start. Yeah. Start from the start. So (laughs) I made the first move actually, and he would really like that to be noted. Um, (laughs) We, we both actually went to the same church and I'd seen him with cross paths, seemed like a nice guy and I'd heard really nice things about him, but um, never really noticed. And then I was just like, oh, I think we had one conversation. I was like, oh, he's a really, really nice person. He seems really lovely. And I'd heard he had a beautiful family. And so I invited him to um, like a Christmas barbecue just at my house, my housemates that I was having that night. When it was that night, I invited him like an hour before, um, just shot off a, a Facebook messenger message. And um, he actually turned up, which was really funny. And yeah, we, we literally probably been inseparable ever since that. So I think that was in um, 20, the start of January, 2018. So December, 2017. And then, yeah, inseparable ever since engaged 10 months later. And here we are. Oh wow. my goodness. So you made the first move. <laughs> I made the first move. Yes. And he reminds me of it all the time. <laughs> all the time all the time and wait um, so did you just say sorry correct me if I'm wrong but you yeah. got engaged 10 months later yes and married four months after that oh my wow. gosh when you know That's you weird. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things like we just knew like very yep. early on within a couple of months of dating we were just like well you know we were a bit older so by the time I got married I was 31 and he was 35 and we'd both been in relationships before and you just know when something's the right thing and you both you have very honest conversation I think on our second date he asked me if I wanted kids like you know there's no mucking around for either of us we just wanted to get straight to the point um did we both have the same values did we both um you know, were we aligned on the same things that we that were important to us? And we just got down to business and then it was like, okay, cool. We just had a lot of fun together. And um, he's very driven, um, really fun. And like I said, comes from a great family, all traits that I really value. And obviously he saw something in me too. And that was it. <laughs> and I think that as we get older as well, the pretense of, not necessarily playing around in the, you know, one night stand sense, but like we just, we're getting to the stage where the conversations aren't surface conversations anymore. And you kind of go through that from 15 to 25 and that's really fun and everyone's got to do it because it is such a 
you know, such a good time when it's happening. But there does come a time in your life and it doesn't matter if you've known them 10 years or two years or two months. I think yeah. once you kind of click with someone and you realise that the important values in your lives are the same as the values in their lives, it's kind of a bit of a no-brainer to just move forward at a pace that, you know, you know it's going to work. So it's it totally. makes sense. And we were really traditional, obviously, in our um, dating life. And, you know, we didn't move in together till we were married. And and it actually made us so intentional about dating because you you put in a lot of effort when you're dating. Like you never get that time back ever. Like, yep. you know, it's, it's so different once you're living together and once you're married, like you kind of, you have to put in a lot of effort. So the dating time is so intentional in getting to know each other and those conversations and really. So I think because we did it that way, we got to know each other on a lot deeper level, probably a lot quicker than um, than some people that choose to do it differently might, but it worked for us and yeah. And so because it was quite quick, when... And you made the first move. So did you follow <laughs> suit and propose as well? No. That was his turn. <laughs> that was his turn. That was never going to happen. Um, <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, no, he proposed. Um, the thing about uh, Dan, one thing I love about him, if he doesn't want to do something, he's not going to do it. So I know every decision he makes in life is very intentional. He is the most thought out um, detailed person I've ever met in my life like he will look at everything he'll it probably comes from his background in finance but he'll have a list of you know every single outcome that could happen from a possible decision I'm so like I'm bull in a china shop I'll just be like, oh we'll just figure it out you know give this a crack give that a go whatever whatever but he's so thought out so it, it actually gave me so much confidence when he did propose obviously and we'd spoken about about it that that was where things were heading I didn't know he was going to propose I didn't know when it was going to happen but he's so he has so much integrity that I just knew when that would happen that 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 would not be a decision he made lightly he's not flippant in anything so it gives you a lot of confidence when you know someone's proposing after 10 months and they're that kind of person <laughs> so it was an easy yes on the hilltop in New Zealand we're on a holiday in Queenstown and he's never got up for can you believe this he's never seen a sunrise in his life ever what? really until the day we got engaged <laughs> is he a night owl just he's not a morning person okay. but I love sunrises he'd never seen a sunrise oh my gosh well there you go what a day so, to have seen a sunrise though <laughs> no it was very 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 pretty and so you had no idea no idea no idea and it was we had the funniest thing is we I think a lot of people have this too we'd had a big fight two nights before so he then later told me he was actually supposed to propose the day before because we had a big, big fight he didn't do it <laughs> that is such a common isn't thing. it yeah it's so common my partner and I had one as well we had it about dinner and we were <laughs> camping in the surf, south coast of New South Wales and I wanted to go to this one place because we had our dog and he didn't feel like pizza again. And I just cracked I the shit love pizza. 
Kudli <laughs> <Kudley> von Pizza, <laughs> terrible. And he cracked the sheets and it was everything that he was thinking that he wanted to do, but because I was fighting him on everything and then he decided he didn't want pizza. I'm like, well, I'm just going to push your buttons on. Every- no, I don't want that. No, no, I don't want, no, I don't want, no, I don't want that. And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and then you look back and you're like, oh God, we fought about the most ridiculous things, but it seems to be a really common thing. So funny. Maybe like, we can we can tell subconsciously yeah Yeah. maybe that's it and we're just like do you really (laughs) want to do this (laughs) and so So good you got engaged in New Zealand what kind of did you envision for your wedding had you always kind of had an idea was there a particular like color palette or inspiration so how did that kind of what did you kind of start Um, stirring in your mind it's so funny because you think that you know what you want but then it comes down to actually making decisions and you realize yeah, actually, it doesn't really matter. Like anything would be amazing. I think once you actually get to that point. Um, so for us, it was like the busiest. We didn't, we really, okay. I'll start from the start. This is the worst, probably the worst way to decide on when to get married. And But we really wanted to go to Europe in the middle of the year. And we were like, we really want to have our honeymoon in Europe. Like I really wanted to go. We just both really wanted to have a really long, beautiful honeymoon. And so we basically were like, right, well, then we have to get married because we didn't want to wait a whole nother year. Um, We're like, right, we want to go to Europe in June, July. So we literally have to get married before then so we can go. And that's what we did. So I was so busy. Um, leading into that for work I was working over the summer of cricket I was back and forth I had a couple of trips to Japan um, leading into what we thought was going to be Tokyo 2020 and I had a bunch of other work stuff so I was flying in flying out Um, and yeah we just it was like right we'll just look at a bunch of venues I didn't want to get married in the city I really both being from the country we really I had in my mind really just wanted like a weekend escape or ideally a destination wedding but that just wasn't going to happen because it was really important that all our family was there um so yeah kind of just worked backwards from that to be honest probably <laughs> not um how most people would think but you know now I'm really glad that we did it because that was the best holiday and I don't think we're going to be taking one anytime soon mm. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> wow well, but yeah eventually um it all came together but yeah it wasn't I more envisioned didn't envision color palettes or details I just envisioned sorry to answer your question I get off track I (laughs) I envisioned how people would feel on the day I didn't envision what it would look like I just envisioned how people would feel and the environment that we would get married in does that make sense yes no that does and that's what people remember you know, they yeah. remember how they were made to feel and the vibe that the wedding, not necessarily, um, you know, the smaller details, which I think some people do focus a lot on. But, you know, you remember, if you ask your partner what they remember from other people's weddings, it's always how, how they felt. Yeah. Or the food. Or the food. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You remember bad food. If you're definitely. asking any bloke that goes to a wedding what he remembered, it was like, was there enough food or wasn't there enough food? And was the DJ good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're the two things that Dan cared about and that was it. 
<laughs> and so with um with Cadella Park because it yeah. is a an amazing regional Victorian venue that not a lot of people know about. It's in an area that is, you know, not necessarily, um, it's not a destination that people go to. So, but the fabulous women from Prunella who also own Churchill in Taradale yep. um, run Cadella Park. So tell us a little bit about the venue. What was, what made it so special? Yeah, so I looked all over and I'd found Churchill and I just thought it was so beautiful. And Dan's family actually are from um, Sunbury. And so it's out uh, in that direction where Kyneton, um, which where Cadella Park is in Kyneton, Churchill's a bit further out. But um, I just thought it was so beautiful. And I contacted um, Karis and Vanessa from Prunella, who are, I call them my wedding angels. And I... It was, I think this was, it was, this was in January. I think I contacted them and maybe it was late December. It must've been late December. Um, I contacted them about Churchill, but once I got the, we knew, obviously we started with how many people were going to be there so that I knew what type of venue I needed to find. Um, and Churchill's a little bit smaller and you can only fit probably 80, 90 people in the church to get married. And then you've got to do the marquee setup outside, which is beautiful but it was just going to be a bit crammed for us. I think we had 130 people. And so they threw an idea out there. I think they got a sense of who I was quite quickly. And they threw, I mean, as in how crazy I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they threw not who I was. That's I know. I was like, oh, are you saying some, you're on TV? No, Maybe they. <laughs> no. I mean, a sense of who I was in. Um, <laughs> I heard myself say, gosh, Emma. Uh, rewind. <laughs> they got a sense of how crazy I was in terms of, I think she would go for this. Um, and they threw out this new venue that they hadn't um, opened yet called Cadella Park. And they sent me a couple of photos and they actually sent me a mood board and they're just like, you know, picture this. And it looked so beautiful, like European farm, um and I was just straight on the phone to them I was like when can I see it and they're like oh no but it's not built yet and mm-hmm. I was like I don't care when can I see it like I want to see it I just want to go there let's just go and they're so visual and they're so beautiful and they're such storytellers that they're like oh are you sure like because I think it was literally a concrete slab no one had ever got married there it hadn't been opened yet it was a beautiful property that they were working with the owner um to turn into a wedding venue but I'd, I'd seen all their work and if you follow them on Instagram, like their flowers mm. are ridiculous, their styling is ridiculous, it's so romantic and beautiful. And I just said, right, can we make it work? Like when 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 could I get married there? And like, mm-hmm. I think maybe we could have it done by um, like late March. We throw, threw around a few dates. I was like, great, let's see it. Let's like just, this was, <laughs> this was literally late December, January. Um, and we went and saw it as soon as I drove down the driveway. I was like, this is so beautiful and exactly what I wanted. Everything was in the one spot. You got married um, in on the lawn and then you could have the reception in what I was picturing it, but it was literally a concrete slab with no, nothing, nothing was done. But they, I could, I just trusted them instantly. I just knew that they would get it done. Like, I don't know, just... They 
they live there, they know all the suppliers, they've done this a hundred times. If they said it was going to be ready, it was going to be ready. So I kind of was just like, great, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> why think. wait, right? Why no, wait? Like I'm like, okay, so we can get ready. We can get married in March. And oh I was like, that's fine. That's plenty of time. Like I've worked in, I've seen people pull events off <laughs> in a couple of days before. Like there are only really... You don't need, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, you don't need a year and a half to change your mind on everything 10 times. Like just pick something and lock it in. Yeah. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah. I think that's the best piece of advice <laughs> because people do. And the more options you have, the more you critique them, the more you question them, yeah. the more you doubt yourself. I yeah, like, I like I've got it. things to do. Trust the people you work with. Like, I agree. I just, like, great. If you know your budget and if you get good people and everything's, I'm a very transparent person. I think you've probably figured that out in the 20 minutes we've been chatting mm. so far. But like <laughs> if someone knows your budget, if you're really honest and transparent with what you want and verbalize that straight away, I just got on with Vanessa and Kara so much and we just love them and we just knew they would make it happen. And they have all these great suppliers that they work with. And I basically just said to them, because this is their first time doing um, a wedding here. And I was like, mm. you guys can do whatever you want. And they're like, sorry. And I was like, well, I love your work. Like, just do whatever you want. That's good. As if they're not going to do a good job because. Well, that's why you I've, pick them, right? Yeah, I've told and them they can do whatever they want. It's going to be amazing. Exactly. Exactly. And you pick them because they're incredible. So yeah. if you let them be incredible, they will create magic for you. And I think that's yeah. true. Like, that's really a great way to go about working with the suppliers is just putting faith in them. And I suppose they're the experts. They're the ones doing weddings every weekend, all week. Every you know. weekend. I, yeah. I just told them the stuff that I liked from their work that I'd seen. And like, they sent a few reference photos and everything that they sent. I was like, great. Because I'd so, been to so many weddings and you just remember the joy on the day. And yes, all the details are beautiful, but I, I just never wanted to be, that person that was so um, invested in those tiny details. Mm. I didn't want to DIY all of this stuff. I didn't want to be there at five in the morning and be stressing over all of these little things that were not going to make an impact on the, like they do, they all add up and I get that, but that's not what a bride I believe should be worried about on their wedding day. Mm. So it sounds like you kind of put your faith in the Prunella girls and they kind of provided yeah. everything for you, like a full, you know, thing of yeah. event management. You know, they were the they planner did. and stylist of, the, um, of your wedding. Did you find yes. anything really challenging like with that or was it pretty Not really. seamless? Not really. One thing that I am a bit OCD on is... Um, and I, and I still share it around with people. I did a run sheet to the minute. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe like um, before I became um, a presenter, I was actually a producer and before that a publicist. So, so that's your thing. Details. Yeah. Like You've, you have to do line. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even to this day, um, a girlfriend and I, we have a creative agency, but we, we manage creatives and I work with creatives all the time. Creatives work best when you let them do their thing and you give them the ability to do that and you stick to your lane and do the things that you're good at. Mm. So for me, I would feel better a line by line run sheet, time down to the minute with everything that I 
possibly needed in there and then let them take care of all the things that were on their list. I had a lot of lists and, and delegated a lot of things, but that's what I'm good at, ticking every box so I know everything's taken care of, but I don't need to know what, like, shade of, you know, pink they're going to pick for for the roses and, and things like that. And can you just tell us without, like, for our audience, with your run sheet, what, <laughs> what tell me, because I don't know, what kind of stuff were you putting in your run sheet? Like, I know, obviously, walk down the aisle, nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> Ring bearer walks down at 9.05. Like, what did like your run sheet tabs. consist of? It had all these tabs and, um, you know, it had... Yeah, what time the bridal party needed to be there, what time drinks would be available for guests on arrival, then what time, yeah, I'd walk down the aisle. And then in the in the corresponding columns, it would have, okay, what song would play when I'd walk down the aisle and then um, whose responsibility that was. Like it was just, I don't know why, but it just helps me process what day. was going to happen on the day. Please tell me you bound it. Out of my head. Did I burn it? No, bound it. Did you have them like oh, bounded no. and laminated? No? No. Okay. <laughs> I have to thank my maid of honour actually. It was passed on from her to me and she's a spreadsheet queen. And then since I've passed it on to many brides um, because it had tabs down the bottom, guest list tabs, table table chart tabs, like so that you can organise everyone on the tables they That's are. That's great. Would love a you photo know, of that so we can put up yes, put it, if you still I'll have give, it. I'll give you the template. I'll oh, would love that. Um, great. But it was just helpful. It's very simple, but you just have to start somewhere. Anyway, so that document was my little thing because I basically planned our whole wedding on the road over um, the summer of cricket and I would just email back and forth with the girls and um, locked in different people and, yeah, all the, the supplies that I worked with were amazing and, Right. And speaking of suppliers, was there anyone, you know, did you have anyone else and, you know, who would you recommend? Who were they? Yeah, so, yeah they, um, because it was in Kyneton, um, it was really great to support local um, businesses down there. So obviously the girls are based there and then they're, um, the local wine store does all of the drinks um, for the day and then Spoonful did all the food. Oh my gosh, the food was so good. Um, and they just give you a basically a menu to pick from. Um, there's a full kitchen there. And they just work together all the time. So I just felt like it was a good choice. If they work together all the time, they know yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, photographer, I went with Lucy from She Takes Photos. He makes films. And she was really, really lovely and super relaxed. I loved her, her style. It went with the venue. Um, and then my dress was by my good friend Kaya from Kaya mm-hmm. Studios. Same thing. <laughs> I just, it was all a time thing. And I was like, I know you'll make something. It'll fit me. It'll look beautiful. I just went, I went super traditional and yeah, she was, she turned it around in, in like a couple of months. So that's, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You're in good hands and with Kyra, I, I think. Yeah. She's if there's amazing. anyone to trust on your wedding dress, I think she's designing mine for my wedding in Jan. And oh, yay. You just, she's amazing. I know she is amazing. The process. Full Like faith. so detailed, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And oh. she knows you and your body. And looking at your wedding dress, you had like, you looked amazing. And you had this kind of low back, beautiful gown. Like you looked incredible. So 
she obviously it was did a very really good light job. yeah that comfortable for me was the biggest thing um I've worn a lot of her her gowns before for work um red carpets and stuff like that um and yeah I just wanted to be really comfortable um I don't know whether I would going back whether I would do a second dress I kind of maybe regret that a little bit I don't know why but like I guess it's the one day so why not have a little party dress mm-hmm. um I think that would have been a fun thing to do but I think at the time I was quite stubborn no I really want to wear this dress all day like you know you only get to wear it once it was so whimsical and beautiful it had a, the longest train and um it was just really light and then just felt like it fit the venue and it it went with the kind of European um, farm theme. Mm. And tell us also about your bridesmaid dresses because I feel like you've had a lot of people contact you. Yeah, so many people like that. There's a photo of, I don't know, just I just wanted everyone to feel comfortable in what they were wearing. And I'd actually seen, is it When Words Fail, the twins on Instagram? Um, Yes. Yes, I follow them and mm. they were bridesmaids. If they listen to this, that's quite creepy because I've never <laughs> them. I just follow them on Instagram. <laughs> but they were bridesmaids at a wedding in New Zealand and they wore the Beckham Bridge dress and the Shona Joy dress together. And I just loved the, the colours together and they were really pretty. Um, that was the, the starting point. And then... Um, the two girls that wore those, my maid of honour and one of my bridesmaids, um, they loved them. They looked amazing in them. And then um, my other two girlfriends, one had just had a baby a couple of months prior. So I really wanted her to feel comfortable and already committing to being a bridesmaid was, I was really grateful. So we literally just ordered online so many dresses <laughs> from ASOS, mm. from all different places she tried on Zimmerman dresses she tried on all these other dresses and I ended up getting some off fame and partners which you can like create basically your own dress in any color any style and this was very her um and then my other bridesmaids same we just got a bunch and just kept trying on different ones in that same color palette um and I think it wasn't till the night before the wedding that that we finalized what they were all wearing <laughs> so we just had a bunch and because you can buy things online and you just if they don't work you can just return them so we just did that until everyone was happy and yeah it just worked everyone just wore whatever shoes they wanted and I just bought them all earrings as one of their gifts and that mm. was it oh my gosh it but sounds like a dream Emma like it just <laughs> sounds like <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's the fact that you did it all so quickly and so there was no time to get stressed or, um, but it just sounds like everything seemed to work for you guys, which is so nice because you do hear crazy stories about, um, you know, things not going to plan and bridesmaids not liking dresses and uh, it it can get a bit messy and tricky. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing that it all just kind of sounded like it yeah it just worked yeah it was fun and that's what it should be it was really enjoyable the bridesmaids dresses was probably the thing that it probably took up a lot of time just because of all the back and forth um everyone was happy to wear whatever and um you know we we had made the decision to um because I think I don't know I just always been the opinion you can't tell someone what to wear 
I don't know, this is, again, I might upset some people by saying this. I don't feel like you can tell someone what you want them to wear and then ask them to pay for it as well. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I just, so, I just, that doesn't sit with me very well. It doesn't sit either. well with me either. So I was like, um, you know, I wanted them to be happy. That was really important. But I was also willing to pay the money for, you know, probably a little bit more of an expensive dress than, than some people would be comfortable buying. But, yeah, I just, that was, that was really important to me because, I don't know, it just, yeah, that it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> so I was no. like happy to just keep going until they were happy um, and didn't want, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get and in the way of, I, of that. I think it affects the vibe as well because, it, you know, when totally. you feel like you look like shit and you're like, I hate this night. I just <laughs> you don't feel confident. You don't feel like you can get into the night. So by having your bridesmaids wear something that they truly feel great in and want to wear, you know, it, it picks up the vibe a bit if everyone's comfortable yeah. and, you know, yeah. there's nothing worse. I I kind of felt like I could have the final say if it came down to that I could just say well you know like you know you never have to wear the dress again you don't have to pay for it like it's fine but it never got to that thank goodness but I probably would have played that Uh yes it's always up your sleeve (laughs) um did you stick to your budget so this is a hilarious conversation in our household because I'm married to an accountant and (laughs) he always jokes that if it's if there was a whole few options and we didn't know the price and everything was lined up I would just pick the most expensive thing that's just apparently me I without knowing what things cost I would always just pick the most expensive thing Mm. so he did set the budget um but his rule is he thinks that no matter what you would always go like 20 grand over So he actually set the budget 20 grand under what the budget actually was. Smart. (laughs) Well, if you set it at this, you're going to go over. So he, in his head, he's like, well, I set it at this, knowing you're going to go over it. And then we actually still stay on budget. So yes, we did stick to budget. I had saved, even actually before I'd met um, my now husband, Dan, I had started saving um, for your probable one, wedding <laughs> for my probable wedding and well, I'd also I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd bought I'd bought a house on my own it was really important for me um, I don't know it was, there's something really empowering I guess about saving and feeling independent before you meet someone yeah um, because I just think there's a lot of stress that comes with finances and yeah. relationships and I just really wanted I think it's just a real, I don't know, it just felt like for me it was really important. And so mm-hmm. I'd saved up. I really wanted to one day be able to contribute to a wedding or just a future with someone um, and not have this expectation that that should just be provided because I'm very independent and I've been able to support myself, you know, for a long time. And, yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't really want that I don't think that you can go in with all these expectations and mm. yeah so that, that was really important to me 
do you do you feel like your background in um you know going to and participating in events and seeing them come to fruition has kind of been able to guide you through what to expect and what to let go when planning your wedding totally totally I think in my industry, yeah, there are a lot of events all the time. As a publicist, that was a lot of your job. I've worked yeah. in um, at the races for many years on big marquee events um, and you see how much money gets poured into these things and it's a fleeting thing, you know. It's, it's there and it's gone. Um, so for us, there were things we really wanted to spend money on photography, on food and, like, yeah, it was just... The th- you just learn where to spend the money on things. And I think that's a conversation that any couple should have before starting their wedding planning is what are the things that are important to them? And you pick a couple that are really important that you don't want to budge on. And um, then other things you kind of have to make work in your budget. And mm. that was really important to us because you have your photos forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, I don't feel like that was a place that I wanted to try and budget on. Did you have a videographer? So working in television, I actually had um, a friend do our wedding video, mm. um, which was really lovely. And he, he'd never done a wedding before, um, but uh, I just trusted him to make a beautiful video and he did. And it was really special. I've never, ever actually shared it before. It's um. It's just really beautiful and it's of the day. Um, it's got the song that Jackson Thomas, who is a good friend of mine, he sang our favourite song as he as I walked down the aisle, Higher Love by James Vincent McMorrow, that version. Mm-hmm. And so he's put that under the video. Jackson recorded Aww. it for us. And, yeah, it's just really beautiful. Oh, so nice. we did have a video. Um but, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't that I kind of, you know, called in some favours. <laughs> Do you know what friends and benefits is great? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So looking back on the day, what, what can you pick a favourite moment? Is this anything that you can say, you know what, that was, that was the standout? Yeah, I think just having and probably looking back, now in the time that we're in right now just having all of our family and friends there um I don't think I can ever take that for granted again like it was just so special that everyone could be there Mm. um it just yeah it's kind of emotional just thinking about it because my grandparents were there they're still with us today my grandparents from overseas weren't able to come but we took them back to this is how beautiful the girls are at Prunella. We took my grandparents back a year later to where we got married to show them. Oh, wow. Um, and then the girls organised all of that for us and were so beautiful in allowing us to do that and the, um, the property owners let us do that. So I think at the end of the day, those moments with family and probably even the moment between, you know, that time between the ceremony and the reception where everyone's just so happy to see each other and everyone's mingling and, it was beautiful weather and everyone was under the, the big trees um, at the bar just chatting and mingling. And I don't know, just all those little moments in between um, were really, really special. Uh, that's so good. And, Emma, is there anything that 
was, I mean, I said before, it sounds like an absolute dream, but (laughs) was there anything that along the way you found challenging or um, threw a curveball at you or, you know, anything that wasn't as dreamy? Yeah, probably just the, like, finding a venue is really hard. Um, So before we'd found that, we'd been to a couple to see I'd looked online everywhere and um you know weddings are expensive (laughs) like they're not they're not cheap and so venues are really hard and I think and I've heard you guys speak about it on this podcast before like everyone's looking for something a little bit different and you've got to get creative in where you find venues now because um yeah everyone's looking to create a different feelings and that was quite difficult finding the right place but I feel like once we did it all just fell into place and it was so easy um I think I wish that I had have had like a recovery the next day I didn't think I'd be Ooh. someone that wanted that but I wish yep. that I did it <laughs> I don't know because you're on this high and everyone a lot of people had stayed over it's only just over an hour out of Melbourne but Mm -hmm. a lot of people had stayed and made a weekend of it and I wish that we did do something the next day um what else no no real no real regrets or no no real disasters that came your way not really like logistics like I think I almost got you know how everyone does these the buses that get everyone to these venues and to be honest I just opted out of that I just didn't want this I feel like there's a lot of stress that comes with logistics and for a bride I just didn't want to be responsible I was like we're inviting 130 adults yeah they're fully grown humans they can get themselves to a wedding and home again somehow they'll figure it out but I was like I just didn't want that I kind of yeah I just learned to say no to things that I felt like were going to bring unnecessary stress that I didn't need to take on. So I was like, why do I need to organise for everyone to get there? Like, they'll figure it out. So I just, I don't know. It would have been great. Everyone could have got on a bus, but I just, I didn't have time for that. I didn't have time for all the those logistical things and to be answering all people's questions on that kind of stuff. And we did a quick survey with a couple of friends, like, would you want this? And they were all like, nah, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. So I think, yeah, you shouldn't, I don't know. I, I chose also not to, con, I, I'm not answering your question in a sense, but I am, I'm, I am answering it by I avoided all of these things because I didn't share a lot of details with a lot of people either. I didn't want other people's opinions. Um, yeah, just couldn't. I didn't want to buy into all of it. <laughs> don't have time for it now <laughs> there's too many other things going on in the world yeah yeah so Emma yeah. now that you're married what I'm I'm actually going back through your our chat with you today there is so many little pockets of wisdom wisdom but do you have one thing that you can say to couples at the moment planning their wedding day or any piece of advice that you've got to give them Oh, my heart breaks for for brides the last 12 months and for the industry, to be honest. Like, yeah, it sucks. You guys are all so good at what you do. And, yeah, I'm just, 
I'm sad that you're not all getting to do what you love as much as you should be at the moment. Um, and it'd be really hard for brides. I think my advice would just not to get stuck in the detail. And I know that's easier said than done, but I think if you get people that you trust and empower them to do what they do well, then it'll be the moments and the people that you remember and you don't have to stress about things that you don't need to. Absolutely. Well, Emma, thank you so much for joining us on the You and Me podcast this morning. It was a really beautiful chat and it just, <laughs> um, you know, I think it also gives people hope that, you know, it can be done and the confidence to keep planning and it is a really special day and you know what, don't make too many decisions and get it done if you can early because it's, yeah, it sounds like an absolute dream. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for spreading joy through your podcast all the time. And I, I don't think you can take for granted how powerful it is to do what you guys do. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.